Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Yo, what's up, everyone? And welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you're all having an amazing day so far. I'm super grateful and excited to be introducing this week's special guest, Miss Ashley Goner. So Ashley is a children's coach or a teen coach, a young adult coach. She essentially works with children and really is inspired to help them build mindsets of confidence, build faith in the divine, help them sort of integrate and instill habits of mindfulness and gratitude and affirmations into their daily life so that they can meet the chaos of the world with more grace, love, and faith. And I really enjoyed this conversation because I get to talk to a lot of different parents. And over the year, I've been really exposed to very many different styles of parenting, especially inside of the pandemic and seeing what works and what doesn't work amongst my friends and colleagues. And and I'm always inspired to just see parents do the work, you know, parents who are actually teaching their kids how to have that sort of presence inside of difficulty and how to, and just seeing how different parents are interacting with their kids versus what the school system is teaching them. It just it inspires me so much. And, you know, Ashley is just a wonderful mom. Uh, we talked a lot about different ways to help kids sort of meet the challenges of day-to-day living, whether it's bullying in high school or just the noise and the chaos in society or just the fact that most kids are so disconnected from their bodies and just living in their phones. I mean, we talked about so much stuff. She's the host of the Uncover Your Magic podcast where she's really inspiring a journey of magic, not just for kids, but for other people to share their wisdom and intuition with her audience and more. And I loved this conversation because I learned so much. And I was just reminded of the power of leaning into your triggers, whether you're a parent, whether you're just a a regular human being living in life. I mean, we all get triggered. We all access aspects of ourselves through chaos and crisis that are just not desirable. Like they might be angry or unresolved or resentful. And and I was just really inspired after this conversation to continue doing the work, to continue going into my own psyche and to continue showing up in bigger ways so that I can be a leader in in whatever the hell is happening right now. And And I hope you guys take away that love and light too. You know, doing the work is not easy. You know, when you get triggered by your kids or when you get triggered by the news or when you get triggered by something outside of you, like it is an invitation to go deeper. And that's what we really talked about on this week's podcast. And it's a conversation and an idea and a philosophy that's near and dear to me. And so I hope you guys take a lot of inspiration and love and guidance from this conversation as you navigate your own inner journey and as you navigate your own parenting conversations and as you navigate your own interpersonal relationships and lean into them as mirrors for profound spiritual and personal growth. So anyways, um, we have all of Ashley's contact information in the show notes, as well as towards the end of this podcast episode, she shares a lot of just amazing stories later on in the show. So be tuning in for that. 
And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast already, please go do that. All that means is that every single time you listen to the pod or every single time we release a new episode, it drops straight into your inbox on iTunes and Spotify. If anything we said really resonated with you, reach out and let us know. Um, we want to know and we want to hear from you. And I'm just sending you all big, big, big hugs. Um, I know there's a lot of noise and just a lot of chaos ensuing right now in the world. And and I don't think there's ever been a more important time to find your strength and power and something deeper to stay grounded in that sense of self and that wholeness that exists beneath the the waves of of emotion and the roller coaster of ups and downs. I mean, there's never been a more important time to connect with the deepest aspects of ourselves that can empower true freedom, true connection, and true love. So anyways, I'm so excited for you guys to get to know this week's amazing guest, Miss Ashley Gunner. Enjoy. Yo, 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 what's up, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you're all having a brilliant day so far. Welcome to the show, Ashley. Oh, thank you, Raj. It's a pleasure. So excited to meet you. Yeah, I'm so excited for us to to be here, and I always love introductions being the first time someone's on the show, just because mm -hmm. it allows us both to be really present and to just connect with what's really true in our hearts right now, and and we were talking about this before we started recording, but I actually haven't really had anyone specifically come onto the show to talk about the role that the pandemic or really just life and its crisis and its chaotic state in the last few years has had on children and the way kids are showing up in the world right now. So I'd love to maybe start there, like just from your experience, I guess, what are you seeing as challenges that kids are facing or teenagers are facing in today's wild and chaotic world? <laughs> you know, I have two children, 12 and 15, and going into high school was Paige, the um, older one, when they were, you know, on lockdown and she finished eighth grade at home. And then the younger one going from fifth grade to sixth grade, pretty much at home. Well, I, <laughs> I started seeing that the tools that I've taught them, which I am so mindful of raising children at an older age their gratitude, their wake up with their affirmations, they had the tools. So all of a sudden I'm watching my kids like they got it. And then I have all these other moms, just their kids are struggling. You know, they don't have the connection with their friends. They're just sitting at home. It's very distracting, very depressed, don't have their athletics to go to after school. The list goes on. But when I see these children now, like a year out, of this experience. And now they're back in school on a, you know, with their masks on still, and, you know, still the feeling of that, the separateness to bring kids up in this world when you want them to love. And I'm always like a proponent of giving compliments and looking up and not being on your phone and taking your blinders off and being present, living in the moment. This is all we have is now my girls have that ingrained in their brain. Mm. But yeah. now with these kids that I'm teaching in my class, now they do. And they're, now their parents are like, oh my gosh, our mornings, because we work on vibration and all these different tools. But, you know, when you think of children that don't have that to really back, you know, they don't have those tools to use as a backup plan <laughs> to really give themselves peace and heart in their heart and the knowing that this is all perfect and this is all supposed to be like this. And everything's working for them, not to them, you know, and to put that in their little minds. But these kids are just 
I mean, Paige will come home and say, someone said she, she wants to end her life. And I was like, oh, you know, yeah. you just see, hear this pain. It's a lot of such a contrast, right? Like, especially when there's crisis or something like a pandemic or like the noise that's happening in the world right now, like that brings up so much anxiety, like kind of brings up all of it, whether mm -hmm. it's good or bad, like the good gets louder and the bad certainly gets louder too. It's just all coming up to the surface. And, and I do feel really sad for just kids in general, like because school systems aren't setting them up for success. Like the school system really isn't teaching positive mindset psychology. They're not really ingraining positive affirmations and it kind of falls on parents and parents are going through a lot too. And right. And if they weren't raised with these mindsets or these philosophies, and they might not even be aware that there's a healing aspect to just something as simple as a morning affirmation or something as simple as gratitude or something as simple as just self-compassion and meditation. I mean, these are, these are tools that I just, I'm realizing that are so simple and, and it doesn't take a lot to teach, but there's just this gap in education that a lot, that a lot, a lot of people fall through the cracks. So I, I really feel that. Oh, totally. You know, I think of when I hear my girls in the morning and we do, we're doing our affirmations and I mean, it's just, a, it's a muscle. We have a muscle. It's like, it's not even a question if we're going to be doing our, our morning routine. I see the, the energy shift from waking up and yeah, I'm always happy because I do my morning routine before they wake up. So the thermostat in the house is super high at 630 and it doesn't dip. In fact, they raise to my vibration. Mm. So, which is my intention, but to teach kids to be intentional with their, with their day, be intentional with, you know, what is my intention today? And I always, we always have those conversations in the car. What is your intention? You know, instead of, I always call the drifters, you know, the ones that wake up and roll out of bed and go to school. What is that doing for your... Well, let me ask you this. Why is intention important? To have an intention, to have a goal, to have a something that you are going to accomplish that day. I think it, if you create that muscle in your brain, in your routine as a child, as a teenager, when you get out into this college world or whatever you're going to do after high school, and to know that you're not just going to not have an intention, you have to... That just trains your brain to look for what you're looking for. It's almost like the reticular activating system, right? You pick one thing. So we play this game. Like, what are you going to look for? When you have an intention, it sets your mind to look for that. So mm -hmm. it's, it's there anyway. But it also what I teach these kids and my girls, like when you have something that you really want, if you could be, do, or have anything, the only limits you put on yourself are the ones that you think are true, but aren't. Was there like a, a point in time where you felt like, wow, like, cause this feels like a very fiery, passionate subject for you, like kids, right. And really inspiring this in kids. Like when did you realize that you really wanted to help your kids in a bigger way? Well, I, because I didn't have children until I was 37. Mm. I remember when I was like in my, I opened a business when I was 30 and I started doing all this personal development and I've always been a seeker. And I remember reading the four agreements or all these were, you know, think and grow rich, all these, I'm like, oh, when I have kids, they're going to know this right when they come out of, we're going to teach, I'm going to teach them to program them for the first seven years. You know, that's your main, you know, programming time. I'm going to do everything during that time and to like always will, but um, to be so, in, that's another intention. I was so intentional with, with that, that every single moment I was so present. You know, I knew everything counted. 
I never wanted to look back and wish the what ifs. You know, I always tell the girls, don't ever have what ifs. You know, we got to push past the fear. We got to do it. (laughs) You know, everything is on the other side. Did you always want to be a mom? Yes. Mm. Mm. Always. I remember because I didn't meet Richard till I was 35. And I kept thinking, oh, the clock's ticking. Yeah. But I just had to, I always am one of those people that, you know, I trust and I know that it's coming at the right time. And it's always in the divine timing is what I call it. And to not ever rush something or think it's supposed to be on your time, because it's always perfect. I always say that. How did you cultivate that sense of trust? Because that's, that's really scary. Like, you know, especially as you're, you want to be a mom so bad, you're getting, getting older, like, but you still had that trust in that, hey, everything's happening for you. Like, can you talk to me about like where that, where that faith came from? Well, from probably in life, learning my lessons along the way, knowing that if I did something and I kept moving forward, you know, taking the breadcrumbs, listening to my, my little inner voice that's telling me to keep going and telling me what direction to go in and leading with love and following that path and trusting and knowing, I mean, I have a, I'm very real, you know, believe in God and very spiritual and believe in my higher self. And I, you know, I have such a connection with my mind and what pulls me, what, what leads me. So I, I just listen to that voice and trust it. And I know it, what you're saying, like, when did I get that to be a muscle? Like, when did that come to a place? I just think it's a gradual, I'm 52 years old. I, I mean, I, two years ago, my muscle, it's way, it's so much stronger now. Yeah. Like I just keep, it keeps building and I just, you just keep trusting. And then you're like, whoa, you know, that that's amazing. Okay. I'll do it again. What does the voice of intuition sound like? It sounds like your voice. I would love to know what you say, but um, I'm so used to being the interviewer. <laughs> but when I think of my inner voice and I've been really keying in on that voice lately, a lot more than in the past, I'm really listening And, you know, to teach people to listen to their intuition is one thing, but when you're listening to your own and you're like, okay, I hear you. And it's like, a, it's the stillness when you're meditating or being quiet, or I'm out walking with the dogs and I hear that, that voice and I get almost get goosebumps and I go, I do get goosebumps. I go, or I get tears and I go, Mm. I got it. It's the voice that moves you. Oh, doesn't it? It just goes through my body. Yeah. That's the, it's, it. I don't know where I heard this. It was like a quote I heard somewhere. It was like, the truth has a ring to it. And mm-hmm. like, when you hear the truth, you can, it's like a, it's like a feeling. There's a, there's a certain underlying vibration to something that sings so true to your soul that like shakes through every part of your, like, I, I remember, I mean, and I've had a few moments in my life where like, I've had these intuitive hits that have been so strong that there's no denying it. Like I didn't need the data to know it. I didn't need to, like the mind wasn't present because the mind is always looking for the patterns. It's looking for this, like, oh, that this has to make sense because of this and this and this. But the intuitive mind, the intuitive sense is like a ring. It Like when you feel it, you can't unfeel it. Like I remember when I got out of my last relationship, like there was this feeling. We were together for nine years, but there was just this feeling that rung through my body. I was like, she isn't it. And it's a, it's a difficult voice to listen to or like business relationships that I've ended because even though on paper, they're perfect, but for some reason in my heart, it's like, this isn't it. And I think the more we as a society have learned to quiet that voice, we've learned to 
shove it underneath the rug. We've been, we've told, we've told it, it doesn't matter. Just follow the path, do what you said you're supposed to do. And, and I think the more you start to listen to that voice, the louder and more powerful it gets. And, and, oh, for sure. and that goes back into trust, right? Like, like, I feel like when you start to trust that voice, then you start to realize that you're not just creating your life. You're actually co-creating with the universe. And there's this divine intelligence that's speaking through you in every word and every moment and every heart murmur. And, uh, and that's kind of how it's been, at least for me over the last few years, like I've been really sinking back into that, like that sense of connection with that voice. And that's why I'm so curious to hear it with other people too. Cause like there's, especially for like in that moment where like, where you're, you know, like you, you're, you're getting older and there's this thing that, that you care so much about, which is like really bringing in life into the world and like being a mom. Like, I want to be a dad one day. I was just like, going to say, you're, you're asking me these questions because that's what you're thinking about. Well, I am. Like, you want to bring kids well, into well, the no, world. Like, I mean, I absolutely. I like, love it. Like, I totally want to be a dad one day. I mean, I'm 30. So like, I'm not anywhere, like, at least in my life, like I want to be a dad, but I'm not rushing it or seeking it out. Like I know that in right timing and in right in the right space, like that's going to happen. It's because in my heart, I just have, I have that feeling like, yeah, you know, I just want it. And so like, it's such a game of trust. Cause like, and I feel like that's kind of going back to kids and what we teach them in schools. Like, you know, we're teaching kids this, like this way it has to be, you go to school, you get the grades, you go to college, you do this thing. And we kind of teach kids to not be connected to that voice in their heart. 100%. You know, I listen to them talk about geometry and <laughs> all these, you know, I know that, you know, there's some things that people will need geometry for the little things that they struggle with at school. And I think, you know, really just get through it, just memorize it because you won't need that again. <laughs> but I think they do pageants for interview and they do speeches. So it's really helped their confidence since they were eight. And so we have to do interview questions. So we mm. do these interview questions all the way to school and these little, these little cards you know, it's interesting to have the conversations when you, when they pick it up and they're like, what is social media doing? And I'm hearing them talk or what is the subject, your favorite subject in school? And then what is missing from school was one of them today. And Paige, they have a platform called the Paige and Presley's Positivity Project, where they teach the things I teach in my classes, but they teach it like on their Instagram or they go to the boys and girls club and do like, like do vision boards and make, they're trying to make a difference with their age and be the, an example. But Paige was saying today, what was missing at school was a class that she, her, what she teaches. And it's, it is missing. Cause I see these kids in my carpool. <laughs> oh, Raj. I, I just go, oh my goodness. And they're just not, not present on their phones and just in this like mm. different world. And that's the saddest thing, right? Cause like, if I had to think about an ultimate epidemic, like what's happening in the world right now is people are not present and mm -hmm. it's because they're not safe in their bodies and they want to be in their minds and distracted away from the reality of what they're feeling. Like we're just not taught how to feel. Like I had to break open this thing to figure out how to feel. I had to go inward and it was not a fun journey. Like it was, it's been, and it continues to be this evolving journey of me learning how to be intimate with my feelings and myself and learn how to have patience and love and presence with what is. And, but that's why it's so important to, to teach it and to embody it. And I think that's what's so cool about even you as a parent, like it actually brings me a lot of hope knowing that there's like parents like you who are making it a priority to model what it means to be present, to not just 
tell people to be present, but to model it and to embody it and to show the gifts that come from presence, because it's not something that I think can be understood. It's more something that needs to be experienced. But I think, you know, just be, me being me and doing what I do and showing them, they just do what I do. They don't do what I say. And I watch, I can see these children and what they're doing. Like I go to a football game and it was an eye-opening experience, what they're wearing, they're doing their smoke, they're doing all these things that, you know, weren't when in my generation, you know, it's a whole different experience. So now I see my daughters into the middle of this, but, you know, I teach core values and page their note, they know like teaching children core values and understanding that when they make decisions that they know the right or the wrong, because those core values are so ingrained in them. And like, I, I have no question in my mind, could they know what, what is right? I would come pick them up if they were at a party and someone was doing, you know, there's just no, there's no doubt. But when I see these kids that are just, they don't have any direction. They don't have those values ingrained in them. You, you can want your children to do something, but if you're not doing it, they're going to go like, well, you don't do that. I mean, I had a conversation with a friend, a mom, and she said, oh, um, her daughter was saying the F word in the car on the way to school. And I said, oh, she's like, well, she said, I do that. Mm-hmm. Well, you do that, mom. And I said, oh, she needs to be, you need to be in my class. Well, she's like, I'm the mom. I can do that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, as soon as I said, oh, okay, you know, whatever. But, you know, they do as you do. I wouldn't expect anything other. I would have, I would have expected her to do that. Kids are so perceptive. Like they're so brilliant. We don't give kids enough credit for how brilliant they are and and how they really do learn from observing the world, whether it's from a parent or just, I mean, that's how they learn. And and they're so fast at picking things up and connecting dots and creating their own little cocktail of like, of lessons and learnings into themselves. And, and what's been really interesting for me to realize is like, and being aware of that, like kids learn so fast, but adults unlearn so slow. That's the tough part. It's like adults, like we've got these things that are ingrained in our hearts, but it takes such a uphill slope to like become aware of it and then put down your ego and realize that, oh man, I am doing this. And then there's like a, it's just a journey to, to evolve that. So I'm curious, how do you actually inspire parents to want to do that work? I was thinking when you were talking about the little kids that there's such, there's so much easier to get rid of their limiting beliefs because they haven't been in there. And then I deal with the parents (laughs) And it's like, I'm triggered. My husband's triggering me that my children are triggering me. So I said, okay, stop. Those are your limiting beliefs. But you know, you've been doing this your whole life. I think that you get to a place as an adult and at my age, maybe in the, and you know, you have your children are not quite done with high They're still in your, in your house. This time in our life right now is really a different, we're really ascending. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people are kind of getting interested in this and they're like, maybe I need to do something. Maybe I need, this isn't working. I I think it could be better. And so when these parents come to me or these adults that have had children that are gone and wish that they knew these tools while they were under their roof, but um, it's never too late. But, you know, to realize that life doesn't have to be one trigger after another. Life can be full of pure love, understanding that if that is something that, I mean, I I live a pretty neutral life and it's been that way for the last, I mean, I've really worked on it this year for sure. Yeah, Like you, you can't get me in a traffic jam. You can't get me in a, my husband can't irritate me. 
I know that that is their their journey and whatever's going on is perfect. <laughs> I know that sounds people thinks, oh, that's woo woo, but it's really true. And I try to encourage that with these adults in my classes to understand that when you look at your life and you are, it's coming from fear, you know, the basics of that is, are you coming from love or fear? I mean, if you want to start at the basics. So I've realized triggers are just a data point. If you're getting triggered, it's because there's something inside of you that's unresolved. And when you can change your relationship, when you, when you have that awareness, it's like, okay, it's not a me versus you. It's like, okay, it's us versus whatever the hell is triggering me. That shift was really big for me because I still get triggered. Like, I mean, I, I would love to learn how you just stay even keel all the time. Like sometimes like, especially as I'm experiencing life and like I'm pushing myself and going out there and trying new things. Like, I think it's hard. Like human beings, I think there's always like a layer of something that I don't know. Right. So I'm always realizing that when there's a trigger, it's almost like life is giving me an opportunity to ask, to access a part of myself that I didn't even realize was present and how I respond to that trigger makes all the difference in the world. I can fight the trigger. I can try and make it go away. I can suppress it or I can just learn to lean into it no matter how uncomfortable it is and allow that alchemy to like whatever, whatever magic unfolds after that to be a gift. And, and, and I, I think I'm now finally beginning to really like embody that practice. I think a few years ago, I probably wouldn't have been able to, I think. Yeah, no, I mean, it's all, it's all part of the journey, right? You know, when I say neutral, we're always going to have those beliefs. I don't, you know, they're either intense or they're, they, you can get them down to where you've like really listened, listen to it and then think, okay, be aware it's nothing. And then brought it way, way down. But, you know, when you realize that when something is triggering you and it's in you, then you take all the accountability like, okay, well, that wasn't even about him. It's about me or it wouldn't have triggered me. <laughs> so to really go deep, you know, and to, to take that into that's me. So like looking in the mirror, like I'm looking in the mirror at me. So always bringing that up, like any part of your day could be a trigger. But what be conscious of your, what you're putting out there. I mean, all your, all you are is energy. You know, you can change anything. At least for me, like the triggers are intense emotional experiences. They're just like intense. They're, 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 they're something that's whether it's anger or whether it's jealousy or whether it's anxiety or whether it's fear. I mean, the flavor of ice cream, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. It's all just this charged emotional experience. And, and I think for me, when I, when I allow myself to just experience it for that, it almost like uncharges it. Because I, I think that the meaning we apply to the trigger, like, oh man, I'm angry. Why am I angry? That meaning we apply makes us spin in circles. But when we can like actually just create a space between ourselves and the trigger and just say, all right, I'm angry and just experience it. Just let myself feel anger as it moves through my body. Let myself feel where the anxiety is. Maybe go into a meditation and sit with it like that to me is, I think the greatest medicine we can give ourselves that is self-love. It's like, I love myself so much that I want to allow myself to feel what's here without judging it, without shaming it, without trying to make it go into a box and throw it away. Like it's giving ourselves the space to breathe so that we can show up as better parents, as better lovers, as better human beings, as better neighbors, as better teachers, as, as, as our higher selves. And that is a grueling journey. We'll tell you, it is not for the faint of heart. 
but that's why we came here. You know, we wanted mm-hmm. to ex- experience the contrast, right? Mm-hmm. Or it, w- it would have been too, like, we might as well not have come. We chose to come and experience. We all chose our parents. We all, you could have a terrible parent, but you're like, gosh, you really went through a lot to teach me that I, that's not what I want to be, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, the contrast is so important. And, you know, when you think of being thankful for the contrast and saying, gosh, thank you for that. Cause now I realize it and, you know, it could still be triggering me, but at least I know that that was a gift and now I can move forward. It will dissipate a little bit. Mm. So each time you get into that, you, you feel it, you're not going to judge it or not ignore it, put it under the carpet or whatever, but just sit there. That's kind of the fun part. That's what I'm experiencing now is like, wow, Ashley, look, or I have these in this class I'm taking their manifestation event forms. And it's a, it's a trigger. It's anytime you have a manifestation event and that's what we call it. And so you write this form, you prove it wrong. You can prove anything wrong. <laughs> you just make it up, you know, cause it's basically, it is, it is wrong. And once you get through those and you start reading that, and now I go back, you know, six months later and I read my manifestation events from the first month. I thought, wow, that's where I was. I still have it, mm. but wow, I can still, I can prove that thing wrong so much more so much more clarity. It's so empowering to know that when you put your mind to any of those fear, anxiety, whatever you're going through, all those little triggers that you're, we're human. So we're going to experience all those contrasts. When you put them on paper and you see it and you prove it wrong, it does so much to your, your mental capacity. Like you just have this different, this awareness in your life. It's a lens. It's a whole new lens. Oh, such a different lens. If you can show your mind that, hey, look, like this thing that I thought was true, that I was putting all of my eggs and carrots into, like if I knew that this thing, eggs and carrots, is that even a phrase? I don't know. It's a phrase now. Um, (laughs) um, Like, what did he say? Um, (laughs) But like, like if you could show your mind that the thing that your mind put all of its faith in, there was another side to it. Mm -hmm. That's it. All we're doing is, it's not even that it's false. There's just another perspective. Someone else sees this exact same experience through a different lens. Like that was one of the big odds I had. Like when I first really got down this journey of proving my mind wrong was I remember a mentor of mine, he explained it to me as like, when you're watching a movie, think about it, it's the same movie, it's the same characters, but there's so many people watching the movie. Mm-hmm. So when you're watching that movie, you're going to be thinking one storyline, you're going to have empathy for one set of characters over another that are going to resonate with your personal story. And then Somebody else who's watching the movie might see a completely different thing. They might be thinking about the bad guy and how that bad guy is having like they're like it's our storylines are all different, even though we're watching the same movie. And I think that's how our minds work as well. So when we start to actually question or when we start to have curiosity, curiosity and gratitude, which I and I love that I'm so grateful that you brought up the contrast because without knowing the darkness, you can't see the light. And so like we, all this darkness, all this pain, maybe all the sadness and sorrow, everything that our minds have maybe tried clinging onto in our past, like it's there so that when we choose to see the light or when we see a different perspective, we can have the gratitude and the contrast to truly appreciate it. That movie thing reminded me, like I can look at your shirt and I think it's gray. That's my belief that that's gray. Or, you know, you could grow up with sisters like I did. They're, they could talk about our childhood. They're completely different stories. You know, their their perception. Because we're all these, you know, this soul experience in life in, their, in our own way, in our own perception. So when you look at other people and the judgment, 
like, gosh, you know, I teach that to the everybody like that's that's what they're doing. Like, but learn from that. That's like a mirror that you're learning from. Mm. So keep raising up, you know, keep that awareness going. So when you see that person and they're on their journey, so you're aware we're not judging, but you're like, wow, that's amazing. And then you have your perception of your reality because we only can create in our own reality, right? We can't do it in anyone else's. We are only in charge of ours. Even though there's so much divisiveness in the world right now, us versus them, a lot of noise underneath it all, like we're all still breathing, living, loving human beings that are all clinging for safety in our own ways, that are all seeking a level of connection with our neighbors, with our loved ones, with ourselves. And and when we can remember that and when we can see point of views or or perspectives that are different from ours it, and we can sink back into that gratitude for the human experience and we can sink back in for with appreciation for the person who's sitting across from us, it allows us to then view others as mirrors. Like, oh yes. my God, this person's triggering me because of something they said. Well, okay, how is this person shining a light on an aspect of me that is unresolved? How is this right. person shining a light? And And I think that's what, for me at least, that's the missing link right now in society. Like we're not leaning into each other as these incredible mirrors for profound spiritual and personal evolution. Like, you know, I think you, I think I heard you say this earlier, like, you know, that's what we're here to do. It's just the work we're here to do. We're here to evolve and grow and ascend. And we're here to lean into each other as, as, as gateways for that. And I think the more we can remember our humanity inside of all the chaos, inside of all the noise, inside of all the pain, the closer we get to actually realizing the journeys that our souls were here to take. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think of this time and I look at, we're all in our little journeys here on this earth and we all chose to come during this 2020 experience (laughs) because we, we chose to, Yeah, and we're going to take this planet, these people, this, these souls on this ascension on this new trajectory. And I feel like it's really moving forward. Some people will won't, and they'll still be down fighting and doing that, but that's fine. Cause that's their journey. They're not, they're not ready to go to that next level. Mm. And to realize when you see the, you know, I tell, I teach the girls, like when you see kids that are doing bullying, you know, the girls have gone through that a lot. That's their journey. Send them love. I can say that to someone who's my age or in their eighties, like anyone could deal with a bully or, you know, something in, you know, on the freeway or in a relationship. But if you could just look at that as a mirror and what am I, what am I learning from that? What is in me that really, why does that trigger me so bad? Mm. I mean, I, I was in a carpool with my girls and one of the girls was so mean to my daughter, you know, as a mom, you just want to fight for your daughter, but I really learned. And it was funny that this little 14 year old taught me (laughs) that she was teaching me. It was like, I had to turn it around. I'm like, she's teaching me that my daughter is her own person, Mm. her own little soul that needs to learn this from her. I am going to allow her to send her love, be the parent to help facilitate little things in her mind, you know, teach her little tools, but she attracted that. So she needed to learn that lesson. So instead of being this, like, I'm going to call the principal and call the parents and, you know, be that kind of a person. No, there's no reaction. It's no judgment. That's her, her story. If it triggered my daughter, then it's something in you. That's something in her 
that she needed to clear. So it won't bother. And it, I watch her now, Raj, and it's like water off a duck's back. Wow. She can deal with that. It's so amazing. I can't even tell you. I would love to unpack that a little bit, actually, because that is beautiful. So what was the beauty that, and so let's say you're in the car and your daughter's in the car and you're observing this, right? Like, can you talk about, I guess, the next several, like the next conversation you had with your daughter and like how that conversation ensued, like both for you as a healing journey and also for your daughter so that you did get to this place now where she's, she's oh, flowing. Like, like I would love so to know, like, like, I would love to know more about like that process. Or, like, what was that like? Cause I think there's a lot of parents that are probably in situations like that far more than they care to admit. And, you know, I think there's something really beautiful about what you just shared that could just help and empower a lot of, uh, a, a very beautiful, um, beautiful wave of, of parenting for anyone who's interested. We'll go back to that incident. So when she was treating Paige terribly and had, had treated her terribly at school. So I'd, I'd heard of that before they got in the car. So I was, my blood was boiling. So I was ready to fight and I couldn't wait to tell, I was ready to have a speech <laughs> and I stopped and I thought before I even picked him up and I said, no, why would I, why am I allowed? What is in her that's in me? Why? It shouldn't be. I shouldn't have my blood boiling. So Paige got in the car and she was thinking I was going to say something. So I'm sure she was worried. And I said, no, it's perfect. And I said, I want you to just send her love and just send her love through your heart right now in the car before she gets like, just start sending your love and be love. And so she's like, okay, but cause we talk, we, that's our language. So it's not like it was over, not in her vocabulary and the shift in the energy in the car was beyond a miracle. Like it was like magic, my, our magic moment, because when you realize everything's energy and vibration and where you're at, and if you come from this place of pure love and you only can think of loving things about the other person and just think of that, think of one thing. I don't care if you love her hair. Let's focus on her hair. I love her hair. It's beautiful. Oh my gosh. Or whatever it is. But to shift these children and, and even like, you know, growing up and the girls did softball and, you know, you see the parents and they're just ready to fight the other team. And you watch that. <laughs> and I think, gosh, what are we doing for being present and knowing that we're all here to encourage our children? We're all on our own journey. Like I probably said that 50 times, but it's true. And so when you send love through your mind, it shifts. And so Paige just comes to this place now. It's kind of funny. She's nothing bothers her. She doesn't, the girls don't talk to her. <laughs> you know, you think of going to high school again and, you know, dealing with what these kids are in, you know, even year 30, it wasn't that long ago. Oh, I get it. No, I, I'm, I'm curious around like, or I just, I love when I just want to, I'm very grateful that you're sharing this story because I think, I think this is kind of like, not putting a bandaid on a broken arm, right? Like you could have totally defended your daughter, made her feel like this girl was attacking her and then just validated a story, cemented a loop, right? Which would honestly be with her for the rest of her life because in those pivotal moments, in those, in this, especially in this like pivotal age groups, like whatever you learn, whatever you embody is something you carry with you for the rest of your life. And I'm now realizing that I am unraveling those stories, right? Like that's why we, when we spoke earlier, it's like, I feel like myself, like I've had to unlearn so much stuff in my twenties. My, my the last five years for me have been about unlearning a lot of beliefs and stories and, and cemented limiting beliefs that I learned about myself when I was younger. 
for me to experience you live action, almost preventing that from happening by leaning into love versus fear, leaning into compassion for another or empathy for another instead of the egoic attack and defense. Like uh, there's just something really beautiful in that. And, and I think that 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 idea is something that we can all carry with us, whether it's in a parenting situation or in a in any situation. And it's something I, that's actually, I think probably one of my biggest takeaways from, from this conversation. It's just how important it is to, to surrender in those moments to love. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's all about love. Everything is love. Everything. There's nothing but love. We came from love, you know, and I think, gosh, when you can show love wherever you go and know the truth is only love, that's when the miracle of life is, your life is, I always say magic, but you can find those magic moments and there's magic moments everywhere. Right now I'm having a magic moment. And to look at those moments of every single part of your day as just coming from love and realizing that's all we are anyway. And we came in here to to learn the fear. So we, cause it would have been boring if we didn't have the fear. So we had to push past that. But once you push past that fear, Raj, and you just are like, Whoa, yeah. this is like, this is life. There's, I'm just having a few realizations right now. Like one, you said the word we were born from love, like a mother's love for her child, like the pain that a mother endures out of love to give birth. Right. Like, I mean, that is the greatest like expression of love. And on the other end of that, like, if you think about it from a baby's perspective, birth is probably like one of the most chaotic, scary things that could possibly happen. It's like dark, dark, dark. And all of a sudden there's light. It's like, it's like <laughs> literally probably one of the scariest things, but to the baby, the baby probably believes that it's the end, but really it's just the beginning. And mm-hmm. it's the beginning of this whole new world of living and life and expansion. And it's that trust. It's like that from very, the inception as we're born, we're born into love and this idea that we're, you know, like that, that love always wins. And, and I, you're so lovely. I, I actually really, I, I wasn't sure where we were going to take the conversation. Me either. Like, well, that's part of what I love about the show. It's like, it's as long as the person's amazing, it doesn't matter. Like we can, we can take the, the conversation in a lot of different directions, but I'm especially grateful just to hear so many refreshing parenting perspectives for that can just empower parents to realize like, oh my gosh, like you have such, you have so much power in the way that your kids are raised and the beliefs that they carry with them into their adult lives and simple experiences like the one you shared today can have such a profound impact. So I just want to thank you again for sharing so much of your heart and sharing so many useful tips and stories from your life that um, that are inspiring. And like I said, I don't have kids yet, but you know, it's definitely something that I hope to, to embody as I, as I continue growing in my life and in both that realm, as well as just all the other realms. So, yeah. So it'll just be one more journey that you'll start and learn from and unpack those limiting beliefs when, you know, they'll come, they'll still be there. You know, it's just, everything's such a, especially when you have children, because you see what you, how you were parented. You know, you just know that's all you knew, you know, what you, how you were raised and your beliefs, you know, that's just how, you know, it's like what you're saying, like you get up, you go to college, you go to get a job, you know, it's just like the society has these little, but once you are an intentional parent and you raise that, this little baby with this mind of, 
love and confidence of knowing who they truly are and how powerful they're more powerful than they they could even imagine and that they can mm. be do or have anything oh my gosh to watch their just them walk in the world and walk around and you're like ah oh, i have so much i just i mean i just have so much faith and the knowing that they're going to be so ready but you want to have that feeling as a parent when it comes to that time that when they leave here at 18 I did everything I could. There's not one more thing I could add. It's such a good feeling. Mm-hmm. And so you'll beautiful. be that dad too. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Ashley, if anyone listening wanted to reach out and say thank you or to get in touch or really engage in anything that you're creating and putting out in the world, how would they do that? My website is just my name, ashleygonner.com or you know, Facebook or Instagram is just Ashley Goner and my podcast, Uncover Your Magic. Mm, So exciting. Well, I got one last question for you, Ashley. In the midst of everything you're doing, everywhere you're going and everywhere you've been, how do you stay grounded? Oh, by my morning routine and being in this in gratitude Mm. in every single moment. Being grounded is staying in the moment. That's that's my answer. That's my final answer. Mm. Staying and living in the moment. Mm. How do you do that? I do my mindful routine, meditate, gratitude. I walk outside in nature. I'm in awe of everything. I look at the trees. I look at the birds. I look at everything in in awe. Mm. Always learning and growing, meeting people like you that encourage me to learn and grow even more. You know, the podcast has been a great, has been a blessing to all of that. And this is a blessing. Just being grateful, you know? I think that's so important. And it shows in your heart of love when you are in this world. Aho. Well, everybody, that is a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj. This is your new friend, Ashley. And from us, (laughs) stay grounded. We'll chat soon. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.